You're listening to Country 104. I'm Weaver. Joining me in studio right now, Wes Mack. Find him online, westmackmusic.com or on social media. Let's talk about the guy. He's got a single out called House on Fire. He's got a new single that we're going to talk about today. And I also love seeing him do the sprinkler on the Cowboys Ranch dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my whole intro. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I thought about you need that for a grand total of 15 seconds. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good move. It's good to see you again. Dude, it's really good to see you again. It's uh, uh, been a couple months since we saw you on the House on fire radio tour so mm-hmm. let's 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 recap to where we were so uh did the single do what you wanted it to do it did it did Good. it was like the first time i you know launched something out there in a bit um it's now it's spun over a million times on like across streaming services which i saw is that like, which is fantastic and yeah. it's nice for artists to get that immediate feedback of how totally. long and how often right totally it's actually really cool a lot of the like the analytics you can see on that um it, you literally can be like oh someone in this city spun it at this time on this day like it's it's almost like it's an insane amount of data to have, but it's cool because you, you realize then like when you go and play a festival somewhere, you're like, oh man, like I, I know a bunch of people are listening to that song there. So it's, it's cool. I find that super interesting. Analytically, how deep did you dive? Like, do you know that that song is popular Friday <laughs> I, nights at 11 p.m.? I try something? not to. I honestly like, I feel like it's the, one of those infinite like rabbit holes that if you want, like I know guys who will like, who really dive into it and yeah. you know maybe they're they're very intelligent for doing so but somewhere along the lines I like to write songs and direct music videos and like make stuff and put it out there and if people like it great if people hate it I'll move on to the next one but I feel like if you dive too far down that there's like a there's like a point where it's useful and then a point where it's like you're just gonna drive yourself crazy love it so for those who somehow missed it yes the video and the song house on fire are out uh, if the response was what you wanted with it uh that's great because it was kind of a I hate the word, but it was kind of a reintroduction of Wes Mack. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I hadn't put anything out in a bit, right? It Since has been a while. Week. You kind of went into the acting thing, the Power Rangers. You were pulling punches on the Rangers for a well, while. Well, I mean, and... it's honestly, like, more so, like, in, honestly, just in terms of time, I just spent, like, two years writing mm-hmm. what will be this record. Like, I just kept writing and writing and writing. And I don't regret that at all. Because when I look at, like, when I first thought I was done the record, like, two years ago or something, I look at the songs I had, and none of those songs are in the mix anymore. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like kept going and trying different stuff, and like now, like I've gotten to get my hands like way dirtier in this, and that like beyond just directing and that, like the new single PBR State of Mind, I'm a co-producer on. So for the first time, like a ton of the tracks, like I actually, you know, I play a lot of the instruments on it, and like did a lot of the work on it, and like literally like down to the engineering of it, and I like that because I like that's how I grew up making music. Like I grew up playing bands where it was like. We didn't have any money to go into a studio or something like that. It was just like I learned how to produce when I was 14 years old. And then I totally shelved that for like a number of years, like once I you know, started having some success on the radio. So it was really cool to come back and be like, I like making the music as well. Not, like I like writing the song, got to do that. I like shooting the videos. I like making the music. I just I like making stuff. There's lots to talk about there. Uh, like, so let's talk about the music that you said you had written and then now you're past. That's different than the last record because I specifically remember having a conversation with you last time. Uh, when your last record came out, that you were putting songs on the record that you had done three or four or two or three mm-hmm. years prior, and you could hear that audibly. So this time around, you're getting rid of the older stuff yeah, and you're just going I mean, for what's fresh. It, like, there's songs in there that I also think are pretty cool that are early on, but like, yeah, there's probably it's probably a little more cohesive this time around. Um, that I don't think there's any specific reason for the difference there. I mean, it's not that I was trying to avoid what happened on like I, I love like Edge of the Storm. I actually kind of love the fact when I look back at it that like you can hear that and it's got this huge continuum across it of like yeah. many years of writing. And they're they're probably like you know by the time this record's actually coming out, there kind of is a continuum of that. And like I'm still writing. Um, like I've got a track that I'm thinking about a bunch right now that I it'll be one of the only ones on the record that I wrote alone. Um, like didn't co-write with anyone and that I'm producing. Um, and like. 
I, it's still underway. I'm still like messing around with the lyrics. So that's going to be like, it's going to be a weird one. That's almost, I bet you it was going to be closer to whatever is on like the next record after that. Like, I don't know, man. It, music's at a weird, like a cool spot where like you can put things out faster. And if I just wanted to, like, if I wanted to right now go home and produce a song over a weekend and get it mixed, I could check that up on Spotify, like on Monday or something or, you know, and I could release music in a, in a different way like that. Yeah. Or I could release it to radio with you guys where it's like, it could be part of a record. Maybe it isn't. I like that because it just, to me, as like a guy who likes writing and creating stuff, you're less limited to like, okay, we need 12 songs and it's got to come out in six months from now. It's just like, I'm going to make music and put it out. I see where you're going. There's there's both benefits and drawbacks oh, to that. Oh, totally drawbacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, there's. A, I love the immediacy. Like, hey, I just wrote a song about Dauphin Country Fest, which sure. we'll talk about, which we were at last weekend. Uh, and then you put it out immediately. Well, then you got that immediacy, but what if it's not as good or people mm-hmm. get tired of how fast you're putting out totally. stuff? And I mean, like, but I'm not, I guess I'm not doing that and that, like, I'm still not putting them out probably any faster, yeah. but I like that I can. Um I guess I just feel less constricted by album cycles. Absolutely, kind of yeah. Um, and it just changes how you write stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, though, like I still, like I've written, again, I probably wrote like 60 or 70 songs for this record, and maybe eight or nine will go on the record. So I'm still like cutting a ton of stuff, like, you know, just dismissing tons of stuff. And that was the same as my first record. Like, if I just sat down and tried to record my entire like back catalog of songs, it would take me years. But I like that. I can't wait. Let's get out. Yeah, it. dude. Eventually, <laughs> seriously, there's parts of me that are just like one day. I'm just going to start releasing batches of 10 of the demos. Like, cause some of the demos are basically like, you know, almost radio ready songs that yeah. I just deemed like aren't going to go on there. I know a lot of guys with stuff like that, but like it, it's tempting at times to, cause there's a few that are just like, oh, that doesn't quite fit right for this. Or like you write a song and you, and you record it up and you realize like, oh, we kind of made like an indie rock song here. Or you made like something that's like just doesn't fit with the rest of the bunch. Um, I like to, kind of see a song through to the to the death of it no matter what of like if you find if you're writing a cool song and it's not going to go on the record you still I like to still finish that right and just see where it lands it intrigues me so much though because so many people uh, like yourself the artists who come through tell me that they leave so much on the table tim hicks is famous for that like writing mm-hmm. 90 songs yeah. releasing 11 <laughs> do, you, do you ever wonder like in the back of my head i'm going how many of those that are just sitting there that never will be released are number one hits Dude, man totally well, and i mean <laughs> yeah. there's ones on there that are quirky and weird that like they might be the better song. Maybe they don't make it through. Because, like, you know, it, it's funny. I'll often, like, I'll take my batch of songs and bounce them off, like, family members and friends and stuff. And you you sometimes kind of end up drifting towards the ones that are, like, the consensus where, like, you know, ba- like, usually the way it ends up working. I remember this happened with the, when I put up Before You Drive Me Crazy. I sent that song to, like, a ton of people. And I don't think it was anyone's favorite song, but it was in absolutely every single person's, like, top three out of, like, so it was, like, and I don't, sometimes I don't love See, that's that. that's a good barometer, It's though. a good barometer in that, like, most people are going to like it, but the ones that I feel sad about sometimes are the songs that, like, two people love and everybody else hates. Because ah, <laughs> sometimes those polarizing yeah. ones are really good, and yeah. they're, like, the the weird, like, outlier songs. That, so that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to put a couple of those on this record and, like, produce them and do them the way I want to do them, and, like, everyone else, can, people can hate them or whatever. Like, yeah. there's a couple songs that I, like, I don't really intend to do for radio. They're just, like, I want to... When I did Edge of the Storm, I was trying to write 12 singles, like 12 radio singles, and this time I want to create a couple of songs that are like definitive album cuts yeah. that are just like, let's go off and do something. There's nothing wrong I, with that, Because I love awesome. that. When I listen to like an Eric Church record or like a Brothers Osborne record and like Jay Joyce is producing those, and you get the like six-minute like outro instrumental pieces, like that's my favorite stuff. Personally. Brothers Osborne are famous for that. Hey, I, I just could listen to that. Like nobody day. even knows, like uh, Stay a Little Longer, there's an epic oh, solo that's included in that. Let me tell you. The, 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 what's the other one? Shoot Me Straight? Yeah. That's got an extra we, four uh, minutes on we, it? We, we play Stay a Little Longer. It's like one of the only covers we do in the set. 
and we play the like five the and a half minute version. <laughs> and I remember calling he my would. guitar player and I was like, Ryan, you got to learn the whole solo. Oh, and he's he like, my that. hand's going to fall off. I'm like, but you're going to love it. And like every time he looks at me at the start of it, he's like, here we go. And by the end, he's just like smiling so hard. <laughs> it's like, it's probably one of my favorite spots in the whole set. I could see him smiling for that one yeah. a lot. Uh, dude, since we're talking pop culture and since we were talking records, uh, not that I'm enjoying the music, but I kind of like what Kanye's saying lately, Kanye West, about the seven song albums. Well, I, I don't know if I've paid So basically his whole idea now is album should be seven songs. And to me, I kind of like it because he's planning, I, I mean, I forget the music itself, but the sure. idea behind it, one album a year, seven songs, which basically works to about a song every month and a half. I like that. You're looking at it as singles and stuff. And I think the fans could get behind Dude, that. Dude, I, I, I like that too. There's something I like about a shorter record because I, I remember like, I, I remember times like artists, uh, I remember, okay, so the Chili Peppers years and years ago, I remember they put out this like double record, Stadium Arcadium kind of thing. Absolutely. And it like, I, I love, you know, I really liked it, but I found it in general, usually when that happens, I feel slightly overwhelmed when an artist drops like 30 tracks on you or something. Absolutely. And it's like, I, I don't know, sometimes it, it, it takes so long to go through if you want to give it like the time to listen to everything a few times. Like when I listen to a record, like if I want to do like a full record and listen to it, I like to do it start to finish. I like to do it typically like in my car or somewhere where I can just like chill and just listen to it. Because I find like for me, whenever I listen to an album for the first time, I'm going to like associate memories with that for whatever. Like, so no matter when Absolutely. I listen to it again, it's always going to take me back to there. So if I have like, like the new Dirk Bentley record will come out and I will make sure I don't listen to it until I'm like in like a cool headspace kind of thing and can go and like watch a sunset or something and have it. Cause then I've got that memory of that. Whereas I don't want to do it and, and hear like a piece of it while I'm in a traffic jam and yeah. like another piece yeah. here. So like when you drop 30 tracks on people, that's like asking for a pretty big commitment to like sit down and do that. It's Whereas, too much to unwrap. I remember getting yeah. records like that as a kid. E even the most recent one that I would have in my personal collection was Miranda's The Weight of These Wings. Mm -hmm. And it is phenomenal from front to back. But there's just so much going on that it's not like, you know what I mean? It's you like, start losing track. I'm on, okay, I'm on CD1, song four, and then I go to CD2, song two is my favorite. It's too much. There's yeah. so much going on. No, there. man, I, I like that. Uh, I like that, you know, seven songs a year, that sounds about right. That yeah. gives you like that month and a half to like, that could be your favorite song for that for month. For a month and a half, and then I'm done with yeah, it. Yeah, because right? any, any longer, and you're probably going to burn it out, and yeah. any shorter, you're not going to have enough time with it. I like that. All right, let's talk about your song. Cool. We just went on on a music tangent there. I like music <laughs> tangents. That's my life. Let's talk about your song. Uh, the new one that is going to be featured on the record is PBR State of Mind. Heck yeah. I've been known to enjoy some Paps Blue Ribbon before, <laughs> and I'm sure quite a few people have. I too. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think I know the idea behind the song, uh, yeah. but why don't you well, share it with so us? It was, really, it was actually really specific. I was, like, <laughs> I was walking along the beach, and um, this guy rode by on a bicycle, and he had only two things strapped to him. And I really got to stress, there was no backpack. There's no normal bag used. He's using a rope, had this big speaker, and he was blasting like an ACDC song. He's blasting TNT. <laughs> I can picture it. And he had a 12-pack of PBR beers. <laughs> but it was like, dude, it was rope to him. Yeah. Like, just I'd never seen someone do that. Just like he was going out, like going drinking kind of thing. Just got like a piece of rope and strapped it to him. And he like, came ripping along. I'm like, there's got to be a song in that. And I was like thinking maybe I'll write it, maybe I'll write it. And I went home and I opened my fridge and I had a 12-pack of PBR sitting in my fridge. And I'm like, it's a sign. How convenient. I got to do it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I just started like a lot of the like sort of spoken word pieces in it was where the song started. And I was like, this is really weird. This is sounding really strange. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going like, to be able to do something with it. And I ended up, I was writing with um, my buddy Jimmy Thau, who's actually in the band Sons of Daughters. They've mm -hmm. got, a, they got a song right I know now. them, yeah. Um, and my buddy David Boris and I like I just started showing them some of the little pieces of it and I told them the story of it and they totally they jumped at it and they're like oh cool man and I was like I think I got this acronym you know it's like PBR but it's poolside beachside riverside and they're like this is so dumb and I'm like yeah this is like how I I just felt good like working out the whole time was just fun 
Um, and it, we just kind of got into like a haze of it. It was like, the, it was literally like almost exactly a year ago. It was like right in the middle of summer. And like, we were just talking about like the music video the entire time. And then I ended up getting later to shoot the music video for it, which is like equally as my, as my best friend is called, he's like, oh, it's dumb in all the right ways. Yeah. I, was like, yeah I was just thinking yeah, in my head feels... that a lot of anthemic party songs probably start out feeling pretty dumb in the yeah. writer's oh, mind, right? Oh, I remember Dean Brody talking about Bring Down the House kind of thing, because yeah. he won, I think, like, Songwriter of the Year yeah, for that. Yeah, it was he, a huge, he had like, a one of his two biggest it. songs of all time. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I was laughing a lot. He, he, he didn't take it seriously at the start, and I think that's important. Like, I think you got to take being, like, yeah, take the work seriously kind of thing, but don't take yourself too seriously and don't Absolutely take your songs not. too seriously. Like yep. at the end of the day, like I want a song like that. It's 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 pretty obvious what it's about. It's all like it's all <laughs> on the table. I've got, you know, some deeper cuts. I ha- I feel like I have some like counterbalance to it, but I'm like, I just want to like swing for the fences with this. Sometimes you gotta go with what people want though. It's Dude. summer, right? Like yeah. hi, I'm Wes Mac. I could sing you this beautiful ballad about relationships and life, or I could sing this one about PBR and we go get drunk. Like, but exactly but it's like and that's actually the song that I wanna hear when I'm you know, it, I had a, a funny like life realization years ago, actually while at Cowboys here in town. <laughs> I like I probably I, saw I, it happen. I, yeah, <laughs> I saw a lot happen. Um I, I remember like a few times, you know, uh, after like I put out duet, I've said this in the past, like I remember thinking like, Oh, I gotta be like more serious than this after it because my first song's like kind of a has this like funny hook to it and like i really tried for ages to like write you know more serious stuff and like didn't have any place in me for like i I feel like i pushed a lot of the fun out of it and then i remember i was standing there in cowboys and i i think i heard like a dallas smith song come on that was like a party song and like everyone went nuts and it was more so that i felt really good like i was like this and i was like i'm thinking about this for the wrong place i was like you can't write songs you can you can write songs that are designed to be listened to quietly in your bedroom, and that's one kind of song you can write. Yeah. But if you're gonna write a song that's gonna be blasting at Cowboys and like you know, and like late at night, or that you're gonna play live, like think about that. Like Absolutely. when you're writing it, because if you're not thinking about that, you're gonna get up there with this like whatever your song is, and it's not gonna work. Absolutely not. Let's use Dean Brody as an example again. Sure. Uh, nobody's requesting time at Cowboys. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. But time is one of my favorite songs he's Absolutely. ever put out. Absolutely. Like, but said, you're not requesting oh, it at the bar. Totally. Totally. You don't want to hear that at that time. You want to hear Bring Down the Heist. But then when it's Sunday morning and you're assessing your life yeah. and everything you've done with yourself, then you throw on time yeah. and you drink a single beer and cry. Yeah. Uh, one single tear, sing- one single beer. Yeah. Ooh, that's a song in itself. Actually, single I think we just tear wrote a single beer. You can have it, but I just want like we a, have a fever. I just want a writing credit because I've never got the writing credit. All right, we can do that. I'm on one. I'm I, I, I'm a rapper on one song on iTunes, but I never got credit for. Where the Where is that song? I'm never going to show you. <laughs> How do I find that? It's a song? mysterious mystery song oh, online, getting... but I never got the writing credit. So if if you do something with that, one single beer, one single tear, right. I get a writing. Credit. Okay, All right. that's that's an official deal right here. <laughs> I Sign like off. it. I'll probably end up working on that tonight. <laughs> you send me the rough for it, man. I'll, I'll start producing. Oh, man. You're so great to talk to. Uh, we've already been going for about 15 minutes here. There's some other stuff we got to focus on. So let's talk about timelines. Uh, you got a movie with Liam Neeson. You got a record. When do we start seeing stuff from Wes? Um, so, so, Full project. So, okay. So yeah. the single is out. PBR State of Mind's out now. So that's like the next little chunk of time here for sure. Like yep. You can check that out now. The video's up and... Again, there's like shark heads and beers and stuff. I saw it. that. <laughs> I only have so many it's questions real, I can ask in the time limit. And it's it's like, a real thing. Oh, we could go off about that video, there's too. There's no time to unpack that. <laughs> I don't think I uh, didn't see that. I almost feel like you were inspired by some weird Brothers Osborne video. Oh, dude, yeah. Those. It's it's all kind of, it's like a snake eating its yeah, own tail, man. I dig um, it. But yeah, timelines. Uh, you're going to probably see another single like 
early in the fall, and then the record will probably come out at the same time as like the Neeson movie. And I don't okay. know when that actually happens because I am not done the record. I'm never done the record. Uh, but so like, when they tell you when the Neeson movie comes out, do you put the finishing touches <laughs> yeah, on the record probably, and get it going? Probably, dude. I, I'm, I'm gonna work on this thing until Neeson I'm the calls. King, I'm the king of of last second. Like literally, the video came out like today as of when we're recording this. And I was doing final touches on the color of it with my buddy on the phone up until like six hours beforehand because I can, you know, it's the era we're in. It's like, I don't need, if I'm not sending it to CMT to like have them process the thing, which I shed a tear over because I just want to hang out with Paul McGuire all the time. Yeah. I did did get to see him at Dauphin, which is bad. Okay, good, 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 good. But uh, yeah, I can, I can do that if I want to. If I want to play around with it and like mess around with like anything I want, I can. So that's I, why a deadline exists. I used to say that's my uh, college professor all the time. Like, how come you waited to the last three hours possible to do it? And I say I, to him, I say it to him every time. I'm only going to spend three hours on it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to give it. So yeah, whether yeah. I do it last week or right now, totally. same three hours. That's yeah, all you're getting. I like I like the pr- well. I don't like the pressure. I need I need the <laughs> you pressure. Need the pressure. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you when the record's coming out. <laughs> once the pressure is applied, I suspect like uh, October or something. I dig it. So you just mentioned Dauphin a couple times. How was mm. that, by the way? It was so much fun. Um, Which it, night were you there? Were you there when De- Dallas came out with FGL? There no, that night? no, that was the night before. So they had dealt with like the crazy rainstorm. Yeah, so we were I rolling so. into town that night, and I was like. Oh, what's going on up there right now because it was like like the sky was exploding with lightning and i was just like it's a giant metal stage all right um but we i mean we were lucky honestly like we 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 got up there in the afternoon and like 20 minutes before our set the rain finally just stopped and the sun came out and i was like all right let's go play some music but it's it's this like natural amphitheater um so like the seats like go up this huge hill which i'm told is hurricane proof that's what they tell you right off the bat you get to doff and they go don't worry this whole place is hurricane proof (laughs) i don't trust anybody telling you that in said hurricane (laughs) but but it's also just like uh that's you don't want to hear that right off the bat it's like saying like you're in a house don't worry it's all got bulletproof glass on the windows why does it need bulletproof glass on the windows what do you know that I don't know? So immediately I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, point. we're going to get hit by a hurricane. But no, dude, it was our, our set was a ton of fun. And then we got to do this songwriter circle thing, which I love these. And it was myself and Aaron Goodwin and David James. Oh, that's a nice and one. And me and David James just make fun of each other the entire time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are too handsome and you shouldn't be allowed to play country music. He's a great that's guy. That's my personal opinion. And he bartends too. He came I, by the other day and mixed us some drinks. Dude, he, he, I didn't even know that about him until every time I hang out with him, I find out some new detail about him. Like that guy slept on my couch and I didn't know about the bartending <laughs> thing until recently. But yeah, I got to play with him. I got to sit there. Aaron Goodwin cranked out like um, like Lonely Drum at the end and he stops like a hundred times in the middle of the song and tells anecdotes about the song while he's doing it. It, it, it was. <laughs> it was too good. Um, so honestly, man, like, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun, and I got to make my way out to. Uh, I was up near like Kettle Point in the in the area, kind of nice. thing for Canada Day, just like super chill, a couple beers. When do fans get to see you around here next? Um, is there anything in the works? The, for that? There's there's a couple Ontario shows, but they're kind of up further north. They're like closer to Kingston and Ottawa. I, I, I hope to be. I'm hoping maybe to come back through here or something like in the fall around the record, but like. Again, uh, I need that pressure to hit me. <laughs> I'll let you know when I know. So, uh, just for those keeping track right now, the next time West Mac comes, we're going to get an album announcement, a new single, a movie timeline, and uh, we'll find out about the tour dates. You too. probably actually are going to get all that at once because I'll be <laughs> out of be time. An on visit next time. Yeah, man, that's what I do. I'm all about eventful. But well, thanks yeah. for uh, coming in today. Oh, dude, thank you.